This program is a paid commercial announcement from Jacob Media Partners and does not reflect the views of WPHT or its management. Today's program is pre-recorded. There are so many choices when it comes to selecting the right financial institution. Start with the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. We're right here in your city. We're also the official credit union of Temple University, and anyone who lives, works, worships, and studies in Philadelphia can open an account with convenient locations throughout our city of brotherly love. Also online at pfcu.com with free online and mobile banking. We're not here for our profit, here for yours. Federally insured by NCUA. Free speech lives here. Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, WPHT HD, WOGL HD3, Philadelphia, a radio.com station. Now, from the Malamut and Associates Law Studios, it's good news in real estate. If you're a homeowner, if you're selling a home, or perhaps purchasing a home or vacation property, welcome to our home. It's good news in real estate, presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Your hosts for the next radio hour. The Mortgage Mom, Deanne Kitsaris, along with real estate veteran and owner-operator of the Philadelphia Real Estate Classes, Mark Cumberland. Your real estate education starts right now. It's good news in real estate, presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Good morning. Get ready to laugh and learn here on Good News in Real Estate on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. I'm Mark Cumberland, along with my co-host, the Mortgage Mom, Deanne Kitsaris. How are you, Deanne? I'm doing fabulous, Mark. Just fabulous. And we're excited to come to you every week. And in fact, our show starting next Saturday is moving to Saturday at 1 p.m. So we can even reach more people in Philadelphia and give you all the good news on how great this real estate market is. So from now on, every Saturday, 1 p.m., you'll be able to listen to our show. And we'll bring you all the information on commercial, residential, mortgages, Give us a call. My number is 267-266-5501. What's your number, Deanne? My number is 609-605-7153. For 11 years, we've been here to answer your questions and keep you informed and help you in any way we can. And you can listen to this show and our previous shows at goodnewsandrealestate.com and also at WPHT's website. So what's coming up today, Deanne? Coming up today, Mark, we have our market report. Got one for you. We also have our business tips with Asking Dr. A. Yes. We also have Mark's funny story. Yes. And we have our mortgage mom topic. Which is what? Shopping for a mortgage. Shopping for a mortgage. Hmm. (laughs) I might be shopping for one shortly. I'm working on it for you. Definitely working on it. I put in a good word for you. Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) All right, Mark, we also have our questions. Is the financing market loosening up so people can get mortgages? The next one is, I recently bought a house. Which improvements will give me the biggest return on my investment? A guitar. (laughs) Or a cello. I live in West Philly, and they are building a new youth study development. Will Mm. the values of my home go up or go down? That's a good one. Next question is, how is the market in Philly compared to other cities? That's a good one. We also have our top... I'm sorry? That's a good one, too. They're all good ones. We also have our um, topic of the day, which is basic landlord obligations under landlord-tenant law. Yes. But first, Mark, give us your motivational quote. And the motivational quote is, those who are going to be in business tomorrow are those who understand that the future, as always, belongs to the brave. 
So you got to take some chances. Because if you don't ask the answers. No. Exactly. <laughs> so where are we at? So, Mark, we are up to the market report. And there is the bell. So anyway, COVID-19 caused catastrophic unemployment that has now been turning around. Actually, the economy is in pretty good shape. Triggered some mortgage deferrals and forbearances. And the doom and gloomers are on Facebook and LinkedIn and all the other sites. Twitter saying, oh, there's going to be all these foreclosures. Well, there's not. So get over it. Uh, <laughs> you find them the old-fashioned way. A little knocking on doors and doing some research. How will this all work out when the federal government removes the foreclosure and eviction bans? 80% of rentals are on time. The foreclosure thing keeps dropping. When it comes to home ownership, there's a huge difference in this scenario compared to the mortgage meltdown back in 2007 and 8. It's a completely different setup now. The impact of that meltdown was a huge spike in foreclosure caused by homeowner negative equity. Well, people have tons of equity right now, and they're picking up more. I saw something on Facebook today where uh, one of the agents actually did some research and said... Prices are going up 14% in Philadelphia. So it took May, it took uh, it took years to purge the system of all that stuff, but it did. And, and it's all over and it's in the past. And what's our old saying? What were you stressed out about a year ago? And we can right. never remember. Can yeah? never remember. Yeah. So today most homeowners have considerable positive equity in their homes. The net result is, if they cannot afford to make their mortgage payments, they simply will sell their home and pocket the positive equity. Or, this is the key to the banks, they'll just modify delinquent homeowners, assuming they can pay their mortgage, and, and the delinquency rate's very low. Uh, a lot of people are on time or catching up. So this provides the best economic results. And it was a hard lesson, 2007 and eight from the meltdown. But we learned that lesson. And there's been the biggest one of the big problem is there's been a, uh, not too little housing stock being built in the last 14 years. And they're still catching up. And we're very in a short supply, except for Florida. We talked to Jeff last week where they have almost, you know, four months supply of uh, inventory because of new construction. Yeah, the new construction is is off the charts down here, Mark. I mean. On the television, it's all you see are builders advertising on TV. It's insane. All I see on TV is get a new Silverado. <laughs> <laughs> I started looking for a new truck, and it's just I constantly see them. See them. <laughs> so, and Biden, he's talking about this 15,000K first-time homebuyer tax credit, which everybody thought that was a grant, but that's not. That You write that off on next year's taxes. Right. So that's not the big of a deal, I don't think. Um, Obama had one back in 2008. It was for like eight grand. But that's always in the next year's taxes. So that doesn't help you that much. But with these rates and all, it's a straight flush for housing. There's, th th You know how many houses there are in the United States? How many houses in total in the United States? Yes. No. 379 million. So the, to the total number of mortgages has declined seven basis points, 5.2% in the last week ending in February 14th. And that was 2.6 million people that were in some kind of forbearance. 
uh, plan out of three hundred and seventy nine million. That's See, not that's a, a lot of houses if you think no, about it. That's the, the that's the whole point. The media only talks about that, like doom and gloom, except for us because we're all positive all the time. There's always a silver lining. The share of loans and the forbearances declined for three weeks in a row. The portfolio, uh, the loans decreasing was even higher this week. The decline was due to a sharp increase in borrowers' exits, particularly for different types of loans. But all in all, we are in great shape. 21 is going to be a banging year. If the real estate agents in our metro area of 6.7 million people would get their act together and call people up and tell them why it is a great time to sell, we'd have a lot more inventory. But they don't. And unfortunately, I can't get to them all. So well, I'm trying to help you, Mark. We also because... <laughs> have we, these great rates. Right. So it is a, it's the best time ever to buy. Ever. Everybody in Philly Metro, all 6.7 7 million of you should call Deanne and do something with their mortgage. That would freak her out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready. Bring it on. <laughs> so what's the rates like? So the rates are, again, all over the place this past week, just with all the news activity that's going on. But you're looking at a 30-year fixed, conventional, about 2.75. It's up a little bit. Um, your 30-year FHA, 2.75. VA, 2.625. Um, your 15-year fix, fixed is 2.625. So they're staying the same, but they're just a little changes. Again, it depends on when you're going to lock in that rate, but... Still a fabulous time to purchase and still a great time to refi. Take some equity out, pay off those high credit card bills, um, or even purchase. Either way. And I'm going to call for my accountant, and I have a couple problems that are almost resolved, and I'm going to be able to refi. But I also want to give a shout-out to Anthony Willett that works for Don Devlin because Anthony's in the hospital. He's Is been he? in the hospital since Friday. Uh, so our wishes and prayers go out to him. I talked to Marie yesterday. So all of our blessings oh, to Don. Don and Marie and Anthony. All right. So with that, you're listening to Good News and Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. All positive all the time. We'll be right back. On behalf of the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union, we hope you're enjoying Good News in Real Estate with Deanne Katsaris and Mark Cumberland. The Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Not here for our profit, here for yours. Deanne and Mark will have more after the break and this message from Debt-Free Living. Learn more at wehatedebt.com. Starting next week, join Deanne and Mark every Saturday afternoon at 1 as the show moves to the hottest real estate day of the week. It's every Saturday afternoon at 1. And remember, of course, you can always listen on Radio.com. All right. Welcome back to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT All Positive All the Time. So where are we at, Deanne? So, Mark, we are up to your funny story. Now, I got something different for you this week, just to keep things in perspective. Uh, people have been complaining already about the rising price of gasoline. And I've been seeing all these things. You know, it's going up 30, 40 cents a gallon, off the pop off, you know. And they're all starting to complain about it. And, you know, what's going on with the pipeline or the whole nut button. So to put it all in perspective, let's see what else costs by the gallon. So a diet of Snapple iced tea 
they basically go for about buck twenty nine. That's ten thirty nine a gallon. <laughs> Lipton iced tea is sixteen ounces. It's usually about a buck twenty. That's nine fifty two a gallon. Gatorade twenty ounce for dollar fifty nine. That's ten seventeen a gallon. Oh my god! Ocean gosh. spray, which I drink all the time. I drink grape juice and cranberry juice all the time. Sixteen ounce, buck twenty five. That's ten dollars a gallon. Quart of milk, quart of milk, honey, dollar fifty nine. That's six thirty nine a gallon. Uh, Evan water nine ounces. Now here's one. Why would you spend thirty three dollars a gallon for uh, uh, twenty one dollars a gallon for water? <laughs> I never buy a bottle of water. I hate bottled water. You know, I just see the bottles everywhere in the rivers, the ocean. I just, you know, go to the sink and get a glass. Anyway. Not from Philly. Oh, Philly's got the best water in the country. Oh, you got to be kidding no, me. No, I'm telling you, Philly has it's the terrible. best water in America. It's terrible. Do, do your research. I don't care it's, about the research. It tastes horrible. Yeah, because you're, you're in Jersey. You used to taste that sulfur. <laughs> STP brake fluid, 12 ounces for $3. That's $33 a gallon. Vicks NyQuil, 6 ounces, $8.35. That's $178 <laughs> a gallon. Pepto-Bismol, which you go through a lot of. Four I ounces, do not. Four ounces for $3.85. $123.20 a gallon. And now here's when you really go through whiteout. Seven <laughs> ounces, a dollar thirty-nine, two hundred and fifty-four seventeen a gallon. That's scope, insane. Scope, my dog goes through this. One point five <laughs> ounces for a dollar. That's eighty-four eighty-four per gallon. So the next time you're at the pump, be glad your car doesn't run on Nyquil, Scope, or Whiteout. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty good. So if that you put it fun- in perspective. That is de- definitely in perspective. If you have a funny story, send it to 8029 at Comcast.net or give us a call at 267-266-5501. And now it is time for the Mortgage Mom segment with the Ann Katzaris from Green Tree Mortgage, the Mortgage Mom. And her topic is shopping for a mortgage. This is going to be a really short segment, Mark, because there's no need to shop. Just give me a call. And That's right. You're, you're taken care of. And you're uh, but, good. <laughs> I wanted to give a shout out to a couple of um, listeners that have become clients. So they have joined the Mortgage Mom family, and I just wanted to say thank you. Um, but That's I wanted cool. to do a segment on shopping for a mortgage. Why should you shop for a mortgage? And what should you be looking for when you're shopping for a mortgage? So, <laughs> you're cracking yourself up. Or I am what? cracking because I'm looking at you on Zoom, making all these faces, and it just totally <laughs> blew me away. <laughs> I can't wait to be back in the studio. Oh my god! So, shopping for a mortgage, you should definitely ask for referrals. So, anybody that's working with somebody is that's always a good place to start. That's generally where about ninety percent of my business comes from is referrals, whether it's from a, a past client or a, a past realtor or somebody that I'm currently working with. So you're making one of the biggest purchases in your life. So you want to make sure that you're dealing with somebody that you're going to be able to develop a relationship with, communicate with, learn from, ask questions, and be able to get a hold of. So right. my clients, I mean, we have a, we have a great team um, available to be able to answer questions if somebody calls on a Sunday or a Saturday you know, we have the resources available to be able to help that person answer those questions we're also we also look at ourselves as a consultant it's not just 
Here's your 30-year fixed rate. These are what we need to do to get you pre-approved. We do a consultation so that we can find out exactly what your needs are, what your wants are, what your goals are while, you per while you're purchasing this home. Is this going to be a home that you're going to live in forever? Or is this going to be a short term, maybe five to seven years? People right. don't realize that when they're getting this mortgage, they're not going to have the same mortgage for 360 payments. No. So when we so talk you about... you want to know what's the most important thing they want to talk about. Exactly. Exactly. And, we, and we're guiding them. Having a conversation. Most people haven't gone through this process before. So it's scary. I mean, I talk to a lot of first-time homebuyers. They don't even know the process. And they even the they, first, even the second time home buyers, they don't remember nothing. Yeah, exactly. They, they don't, remember very little from the whole thing, right? Because once knew they that, get the keys, they're like little kids, and everything goes out the window. <laughs> Everything's over, right? But again, it's it's asking a lot of questions, um, knowing what the process is. People think that they should just go find a house and then apply for a mortgage, and it's actually the reverse. Right. You need to make sure you know what your purchasing power is. You know what your credit score is. And you, you, you're within your budget. I mean, that's the biggest thing. When I ask people, well, what kind of price range are you thinking about? I think I want a $250,000 house or 300000 And I'll ask them what they think that payment is. And they're not even close. No. So, most of them have no answer to that question. Right. And most that's why... Will, most of them I run into in my years, they'll always know kind of how much they want to spend a month. But they don't know how much of the house that is. Right. Well, a lot of the clients that you run, because you're a lot older than I am, Mark, so you're going to run into go. people <laughs> that have been through it two or three times. But my point is that everyone deserves an opportunity to purchase a home. And I look at it as they might not be able to purchase today, but let's get you on track to be able to purchase. Right. So we're here to answer the questions. Um, we're here to make sure that your needs are met as well. So... Again, when shopping for a mortgage, you want to ask for referrals and you want to make sure that it's somebody that you're going to be able to communicate with, you're going to be able to get a hold of, you're going to be able to ask questions and get the answers. Now, I'm not saying I have every answer to every situation, but if I don't have the answer, I'd certainly know where to get it. That's right. So, That's your job. As a realtor, I always tell everybody, I don't know everything about real estate, but my job is to get you the correct answer. Right. You know, you're not going to know everything about everything. Right. And we have the resources to be able to do that. Right. So, again, give me a call with any of your questions. I'm always available, myself and my team, 609-605-7153. We have a great new website coming out, Mark. It's mortgagemom.net. And it is, I am so excited for this to hit. It's been taken, it's taken a long time, but I think it's going to be worth it in the end. Yeah, and you know what? On your topic, I hear a lot. Like, I go into every class, and I give them a coaching session. And a lot of them, they all say a similar thing. I don't know if I can buy. I say, well, that's why you hook up with Dan. You find out where you're at. And yep. then you have a plan. Yeah, and then I they appreciate end up being, it. And then they end up being a buyer. Yep, absolutely. All right, that and was, coming up next is going to be our question and answer segment. Yes. All right, so with that, that was a good topic. So with that, you're listening to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHG. All positive all the time. We'll be there. 
Deanne and Mark are halfway through this week's edition of Good News in Real Estate, presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Not here for our profit, here for yours. When the show returns, more real estate news from around the Delaware Valley. Remember, starting next weekend, Deanne and Mark are moving to Saturday afternoons at 1. You'll get to hear the show on the hottest real estate day of the week, Saturdays at 1, here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, and listen on demand anytime on radio.com. All right, welcome back to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, all positive, all the time. So we at, Deanne. So, Mark, we are up to our question and answer segment. All right, very good. So what's the first question? The first question is, is the financing market loosening up so people can get mortgages? Yeah, I, I think it I is. Don't I mean, know where they're from, but I mean, people are getting mortgages every day, all day. If not, I mean, I'd be out of business. So Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, the rates are a little higher, like you can't get a 580, but I think that's going to be back you eventually. You mean the credit score, not credit the rates, score, the credit, the credit score. score. Yeah. Uh, but like, it's the best time ever to buy. Yeah, with these I mean, rates, you can get score, a lot more house absolutely. for the same amount of money. Yeah, credit score is a big factor. You know, having a job, you're not going to be able to get a mortgage collecting unemployment. Right. Um, but but 40, yeah, 48 percent of Philly's renting, and I'm telling you, a third of that group probably could buy if they would only talk to somebody. Right. You don't know and what you don't plan. know. That's yeah. right. So All right, the, question yeah, number. So the market's fine. The market's great. Question number two. I recently bought a house. Which improvements will give me the biggest return on my investment? Usually the usual ones. The kitchens, the bathrooms, right. a deck. You know, don't put something strange in the house in like a bowling alley. <laughs> <laughs> adding another bathroom. Yeah, adding another bathroom. Uh, you know, like my house, I got a recording studio. They could use it for something else, but <laughs> you know, uh, you got to watch. Sometimes people swimming pools are ones that sometimes could give you value or could not give you value because not everybody wants a swimming pool. Yeah, it depends on the area and the development. I mean, we yeah. it happened when we first were looking at our house. We. We fell in love with this house. It had everything that we wanted, and then we went outside of that area to rebuild it, and it ended up being what we call a white elephant. So, yeah. because there were no other houses like that, we'd never be able to sell it. We'd never get the value. Um, yeah, so you can, if you do things, you want to do things that are going to add to value. And if you don't, if you add something that's, extravagant like that one i had a long time ago where we built like a compound with pig pits and all bars and all that stuff that was great but it didn't really add any value to the house but you know and i told him did you have a good time did you enjoy yourself yes <laughs> so so get over it you know right. you, you, you know but certain things are going to add more value than others all right question number three I live in West Philly, and they are building a new a new youth study development. Will the values of my home go down? See, it's according to what kind of development that is. If that's something that's very beneficial and the whole neighborhood's all happy about, or is that some kind of uh, you know social program that people really do? What's the old uh, "not in my backyard" saying? Right. You know, then that could have a problem because, you know, you might you're trying to sell your house and somebody's like that thing's right there at the end of the block. 
like living down the street from a prison or something like that. You know, uh, they might not want to be there. Uh, so it depends on what it is. It depends. You need a little more information yeah, to really be able I, to decide. You study develop. Now, if it was a you study prison, I would say no. Right. <laughs> but uh, you don't know what that is. That could be a brand new great play program playground with, you know, that's great for the whole area. Yeah, it might add, add value. value. Depends on might, how it looks. Yeah, it's just according to what it is. Yep. All right. All right, question number four. How is the market in Philly compared to other cities? Actually, our market is one of the better markets in the country because we're such a bargain. We're the city of homes. We have 676,000 homes in Philadelphia. Our, our rents are lower than most cities. Our taxes, our real estate taxes are lower than a lot of the counties. And a lot of the other cities. And now you're seeing what's happening in New York and California and different states where they're fleeing. Like, what that guy say last week? A thousand people a, thousand a day? A thousand a day, yep. Yeah. And New York's up to 700 a day moving out. Jersey's got, Jersey's got a high number moving out, too. It's, they do. Uh, a lot of it has to do with tax structure, crime, stuff like that. But Philly's, Philly's market's in really good shape compared to other cities. That was a good answer. All right, question number five. I own a house. Should I do a refinance or a loan modification? What do you think? Well, again, a loan modification is not necessarily a good thing. I There's just... I need way more information. Are they behind, If they're behind on payments and they've been late on payments, then they're going to do a loan modification because right. that's all going to go to the back end of the loan. If they have enough equity, they haven't missed any payments, and the credit score is, is decent, 680 or above, then I would recommend doing a refinance. 680? That just seems high to me. I know. You keep saying that. It's a 680. Okay? Damn. <laughs> 620, man, should be. Give us a well, break. Well, no, that's that's a conventional. 680 conventional. is conventional. Right. Uh, so FHA a refi, is, FHA is what? Yeah, FHA refi, you could do a 620. 620, so that's that's more reasonable. Right. All right, and the average credit score in the United States is around 700. It is. It is around 700, and, yeah. you know, it's amazing how many people use Credit Karma and all these other apps to guide their credit score and to see what's going on. Unfortunately, it's not that accurate. You can have a 50-point swing either way. Yeah. So you got to be careful. You need to get a tri-merge report because what happens is, is in the mortgage world, we're taking out the high score, we're taking out the low score, and using what's called a mid-score for qualifying purposes. And you should get a free one every year, right? Yeah, you can go to annualcreditreport.com and you can get a free credit report. Yeah. And that, that should be accurate. Yeah, that should be pretty accurate. Right. Yep. So they're decent questions. They were good questions. And coming up next, Mark, is going to be our topic of the day, and that's going to be basic landlord obligations under landlord-tenant law. Yeah, we're going to touch on this. All right, so with that, you're listening to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. All positive all the time. We'll be right back. 
Good News in Real Estate with Deanne Katsaris and Mark Cumberland is proudly being provided by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Not here for our profit, here for yours. Deanne and Mark will have more in a moment, but first, a message from one of our home team partners, Green Tree Mortgage. How much do you qualify for? Ask Deanne now at MortgageMom.net. Starting next week, join Deanne and Mark every Saturday afternoon at 1 as the show moves to the hottest real estate day of the week. That's every Saturday afternoon at 1. And remember, of course, you can always listen on Radio.com. All right. Welcome back to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. All positive all the time. So, Deanne, where are we at? So, we are at our topic of the day, Mark, which is basic landlord obligations under landlord-tenant law. Now, this could vary, you know, people listen to us on Radio.com, so it's all over. But it can vary from state to state. But I just want to touch on some things about landlord-tenant laws. And they were created to serve as a blueprint for interactions and obligations of both the landlord and the tenants. While each state laws vary slightly, and there are some general duties and services that landlords must provide. And here's five basic every landlord must follow regardless of state you know i can't get into too much detail with this but anyway under landlord's duty landlord tenant laws are typically broken down to five parts there's a security deposit how that's handled disclosure of the owner deliver of possession of the unit maintenance and liability obligation to manage the security deposit when you put down your money whatever they're asking you for two, three months, that first obligation of every landlord has to do with the tenant security deposit. Every landlord has the right to charge their tenants a security deposit, even though this deposit never actually belongs to the landlord. This is held in account. This deposit is a form of security for the landlord in case the tenant fails to pay the rent damages the property or otherwise breaches the lease agreement. Landlords have an obligation to follow statewide and local laws regarding this deposit, how to handle it. For instance, certain states set limits on the maximum amount of the security they can ask for. Landlord can charge a tenant for a deposit. There are also specific rules for storing the deposit. Like this is in cash that the landlord's just supposed to be spending. Uh, returning the security deposit, what to do. This is always one that landlords and tenants get into fights with, you know. Uh, landlords are obligated to follow these laws, and, and they can face legal consequences for failing to do so. Obligations to disclose the owner. Second obligation of every, every landlord when you do your lease has to disclose to their tenants certain information about the owner of the property. So maybe you're using a property management company to rent. They have to disclose who the actual owner is, who has signed the lease agreement with the tenant. The property management doesn't sign it. The actual tenant owner signs it. Whether it's a building owner, landlord, under an individual acting as an agent, it needs to be disclosed. And what's the, what do they disclose? The name, the addresses of the individuals, individual or individuals with the power to manage the building, collect rent, make repairs, address complaints, issue notices. Okay, so if you ever have to sue somebody, you know who you're you know going who after. You know who you're going to go to, right. Yeah, you know who actually is the owner. 
How to disclose it? It should usually be made in writing and should occur before the actual tenancy begins. That means before you actually sign the lease, you should be aware. If any changes occur during a tenant's tenancy, the tenant must be notified. So if your building was sold to somebody new, that new owner is obligated to disclose to you who the new owner is. Why is this disclosure important? The purpose of the obligation is to ensure the tenant knows the correct contact person for various activities, such as rent collection, maintenance requests, as well as any legal issues that may arise. If disclosure of the owner is not made to the tenant, the person collecting a rate becomes the go-to person for handling the matters related to the property, which could be a property management company. Obligations to deliver the possession of the union. The third obligation for landlords under the landlord-tenant law is to actually deliver possession of the unit to the tenant. This means having the unit vacant for the tenant on a move-in date that was specified in lease agreements, and I've been in a lot of these battles where somebody was going to move into something and then it's not ready or the people didn't move out and then they call me for advice. If the unit is not available for the tenant on a specified move-in date, Tenant may be able to pursue legal actions against the landlord for failure to honor the lease because everybody lives by the lease agreement. That's why you need a lease. These people that are are paying rent on a month to month with no lease, that's a problem. Uh, They also have an obligation to maintain the union. The landlord has a responsibility to their tenants to keep the place in shape property keep it clean safe habitable the landlord must adhere to all the building cones perform repairs keep all the plumbing and electric the heat on every once in a while you'll see one in the paper about the heat's been off and the landlord all the tenants are freaking out that's obligations obligations subject to limitation of liability the landlord is liable for the following following the obligations set forth under the landlord tenant law this includes adhering to the terms of the lease agreement. In many states, the landlords will lead the liability once they sell the property and notify the tenant that the property is under new ownership. So the new owner becomes liable for adhering to all that. So the landlord who collected the security deposit is still responsible for the tenant's security deposit. And the landlord usually has two options. They transfer to the new owner or they ret- return the deposit to the tenant minus any allowable deductions so there's more to it but and for you for our audience that wants to be a landlord down the road after you get a couple units under your belt i suggest you use a property management company and they'll say oh no i don't want to have to pay four or five percent a month yeah but you know what you'll have somebody else taking care of all this stuff and you'll get a check and a profit and loss every month and then you can stay in at twenty percent and look for another one. You know, I can't get into too much deal. We got to wrap it up there. But there's some basic. Topic. There's some yep. basics. All right, so we're up to our business segment with asking Doctor A, and today's topic is going to be how to be a leader working from home. This is going to be a great topic. Yeah. Hi, Doctor. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you guys? Very good, Doctor Abelson. So Very well, you thank you. Go ahead, start this topic. Sure. I mean, one of the one of the biggest problems right now with, with COVID, and, and it's going to continue after this because a lot of companies are not um, moving back to their offices. They're, they're having their people working at home because uh, 
people like it, number one. Number two, with all the traffic issues in most of the big cities anymore, uh, it really helps with efficiency uh, as far as getting things done. But the issue becomes, how do you lead and how do you manage somebody when they're in a different physical location? Right, and reality is, this has been going on for years. It wasn't work at home, but you would have somebody who was in a different physical location uh, from you as the leader. But in those days, you didn't have the technology that we have now. So one of the neat things is you do have all this technology now to help you, but the technology is only a small piece of what's going on, right? Because people aren't used to, you know, this notion of not being able to walk into somebody's office or being able to actually see them, you know, face-to-face or be able to monitor and make sure they're doing the work, right? So one of the biggest issues is this notion of trust as far as are they really working? Are they really getting things done? Okay, or they're just getting a paycheck and they're doing other stuff while they are at home, whether it be homeschool, whether it be, you know, some other types of activities, uh, whatever it might be. So one of the biggest issues is this notion of trust and and getting it done. And And accountability. Yeah. Yeah, you know, for sure. And and that's where I was going with it, the the notion of accountability. So what organizations need to do is they need to, and managers and leaders need to do is they need to come up with accountability systems and or ways to monitor performance because is the real issue how much time they're spending or is the real issue how much are they producing and most times it's really how they're producing uh it's people who are really really control monitors uh, or mongers uh who are who care about making sure that they're working all the time right so we need to get away from this notion of how much time you're spending to what is the outcome what is your performance now, you can't just look at the performance because you also have to look at the context. For example, most of your most of your listeners are real estate agents. Well, there's a lot of cold calling going on. There's a lot of all these different aspects dealing with leads. Well, the environment right now is really great if you want to sell a property because uh, because it's the listers that are in control of the market even more than usual, right? So, yes. from a real estate perspective. How many listing presentations are you getting? And how many listing closes are you getting? You know, and the issue needs to get away from how much time you're spending to what are your techniques that you're using and how are you using the technology that we're offering you uh, and where are the roadblocks, where are the negative things, uh, to have conversations and shifting it not to how much time you're spending, but what's happening performance-wise, and how, as a leader, can I help you be more successful? Yeah, you want results, no matter what. Exactly. So you, exactly. you need to hold them accountable, and, and, you, and like, I, me as a leader, I wouldn't care if they got the, got the job done in a shorter period of time, as long as the result's there, you know? I totally, I totally agree with that. I mean... Uh, the, the issue, the issue is what's your performance? I'd rather have somebody who works 30 hours a week and performs at the 50 or 60 hour level than somebody who's working 50 or 60 hours a week, really trying hard. Okay. But only producing the 20 or 30 hour level, you know, type, type of thing. So that's it, right. The, like the old 80, 20 rule, you know, I think right. a lot of people could get do make their hundred grand in 30 hours rather than the 60 or 70, but they can't stay in the 20%. My point is the focus needs to get away from how much time are you spending to what are you doing with that time and how can I help you as the leader to be better at it, 
I mean, I've, I've done a number of research projects on performance and productivity. Uh, I've done three in particular just on the residential real estate industry. And one of the things that comes out time and time again regarding leadership is not how good a leader you are or how much you can produce yourself, but how much are you helping me as a subordinate to do better at my job? And that's, and that's, where the your, and, and that's any business, any business. Yes, it is. It is. Uh, but All I just right. want to make point, you know, point to the listeners that this definitely also pertains to the residential real estate industry because I've done the research on it and I've been in the industry since 1983. So I've been here for a long time. Very good. So we're going to have to stop there, Doctor. Tell them how to get a hold of the Abelson Group. It's real easy. Just go to www.abelson.net or email us at succeed at abelson.net. Very good, Doctor. And send me that email I talked to you about. All right. If you have okay. any questions, if you have any questions, you can email them at eight zero two nine at comcast dot net, or give Mark a call at two six seven two six six fifty five zero one. You can email me at Deanne Katsaris at comcast dot net, or give me a call at six zero nine six zero five seven one five three. And a special thanks to all of our listeners and our sponsors, and stay tuned for our new time Saturday at 1 p.m. every week on Talk Radio 1210, and we hope to keep add to our audience, which we think this is going to do, and you can listen to this show and every other show at our websites every weekend, WPHD. So with that, have a great week. We'll see you next Saturday at 1 p.m. I'm Mark Cumberland. I'm Deanne Katsaris, your mortgage mom. You've been listening to Good News in Real Estate on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT. All positive. All positive. All the time. Thanks for listening to Good News in Real Estate, a Jacob Media production. If you're interested in learning more about the power of the radio hour, contact Joe Krause at 267-261-3428. This program is a paid commercial announcement and does not reflect the views of WPHD or its management. Today's program has been pre-recorded.